With the serum flowing through my veins, I march into the shard. Once I step into the lab, I see her in the middle of the room, back turned to me. Hello, Denise. She doesn't say anything. I walk a little closer and see I've caught her wrist deep in something's abdomen. She holds up a finger as if to say, just a minute, and plunges the other arm in just a little further. I try to ignore the squelching as I wait for her to respond to me. I look around the lab, rubbing the spot on my arm where the methods injected me. They said I couldn't enter the shard without this shot. It's still really sore. Not a great start for me trying to live here. Ah, Frida! Denise walks up to me. I was wondering when you'd stop by and see me. Could you be a deer and hold the spleen for me? I can't help but laugh. Sure. You haven't changed much, have you? Oh, I wouldn't put it that way. She gestures at the bandages on her torso and back. Not quite there yet, but I've been working on some improvements. I've got an extra tentacle or two lying around if you'd like to... I'm good. Thanks. So, are you saying you knew I was here? Yes, she flips a hand dismissively. You needed your rest, Frida. I figured you'd come to me when... Then I expect the methods also informed you I've spent the entire day with Sven. You know, your son? Your very young child? She seems genuinely surprised. Oh, sure, Sven. He's a bit needy, isn't he? Thank you for that. As you can see, I've got a lot of work going on around here. She gestures around. I'd love to think, though, that you came to lend a hand. Perhaps literally? I think you're missing the point, Denise. Do you know he told me it's been over a week since you've even seen him? I realize I'm shaking the spleen at her. Oh, Frida, that is rich coming from you. First of all, he's invited to the lab, and he doesn't want to be a subject. It's not like I don't offer. Look, I even have a little lab coat for him. She picks up a little white lab coat. See? It's cute. But more importantly, tell me, Frida, where is your daughter now? The wind's knocked out of me in this one blow. Even if I had a response, I physically cannot speak. No reason I can come up with that is defensible. I'd assumed she was safe at the castle, but now, being asked, I suddenly realize I have no idea if that's even still the case. And beyond that, I have no way of tracing a castle that moves, and I kept no contacts in the castle who would inform me, but Denise has contacts. I spiral into what her question could mean. Does she know her to be somewhere else? And how old is she again? Denise asks as she flips her goggles back down and turns back to her table, leaving me with my thoughts. After a few seconds, Denise pokes something squishy that squeals. I need your help, I say. We always got along before, Frida. No reason we can't now. I say, okay, here it is. I came here because I've had it in my mind for a while that this shard, this world, could be the start of a new life. Maybe I could even help you with your work here. I could help take care of Sven, too. And he'd have someone close to his age to play with again. Oh, no, 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 Frida. You can't stay here. You'd get horribly sick. I mean, obviously, the Mephits gave you the shot this time, so you could be here now. But, yeah, you know, they didn't really explain that to me. So what would happen if I didn't get the shot? How horribly sick are we talking here? Could I get over it? Or are you getting these shots all the time? Honestly, if Wolfram isn't coming here, I'd be willing to do it. Frida, 
You know, if you can get used to a rapid overgrowth of your cells all over and eventually protruding out of your body until they quickly overtake you and you die, you'd be my guest. But Wolfram doesn't come here because he's a negative genasi. And you're negative too. Honestly, as a void genasi, you'd probably be more peachy in a black hole. And as for me, a radiance genasi, I can withstand the positive forces of this plane. Kind of deflated by her answer. And I say, Denise, I realize you've made your peace with the way Wormwood is all going. And you've carved out this spot for yourself in this world, but I can't. And now, I'm not trying to get into a discussion on morality. Morality, she says. I should have written to Wolfram immediately once you set foot here. And here I am, having a little chat. Have you thought about that, Frida Kali? The hairs on the back of my neck bristle. Of course, all I can think of is, how does she know that name? Who else knows? Are the moths in danger? But instead, I ask... And why didn't you write to Wolfram? Well, she says, I can't really call you out on wanting to leave and have control over your own life. I found my own way to do just the same, didn't I? You know, your daughter, though, she's not negative. She's water and air. She'd be fine. If you could figure out a way to get her here, who's to say how it happened? I think to myself, Leave her in the castle, protected for now by the potential of being a conduit, or bring her here only to abandon her again where I know she'll be neglected? I refuse to believe these are the only options. I say, call it sentimental, Denise, but I'm looking for a place for us to be together. There's got to be another place Wolfram doesn't have power over. A single other place. You know, Denise says, other than here, I do know one other place Wolfram avoids. He's afraid of it even, but you should be too. What? What is it? Where is it? Denise rolls her eyes. So Wolfram's become obsessed with this, I don't know, this thing. It's been consuming his thoughts lately. Honestly, it's probably half the reason I'm left to my own devices here. Something about the bottom of the world? I have no idea. He just gets fixated on things, you know, the potential of a new consort one day, a different one the next, now this new threat, I don't know. But for now, what? Frida, where are you going? I hope you know you can't go there. Come on, at least give me my spleen back. Sven is right where I left him, but the methods are gone, and so is my flamethrower. Those thieving fucks. I walk up to Sven. Hey, Sven, I'm so sorry how long that took. I sit down next to him. So, I think you know this, but Todd and I, we're not going to be able to stay here. He looks down. I want to, but I'm trying to find a place for Sabrina and I, and it can't be here. But you're safe here. No response. I just have to go find Todd, and then we'll be going. I'm very glad we got to spend time together today, Sven. I hold him in a hug for a minute. As I let go and stand up, he looks up at me, hits me with the big sad eyes. 
He points at himself and does a little circle gesture with his pointer finger and motions at me. I don't think you can come with me, Sven. It looks like I've broken him. Like I've said the absolute most hurtful thing I ever could have. This is not working. It's so hard to say goodbye. I couldn't even explain it to my own daughter when I had to leave. I couldn't even say goodbye to her. Wherever she is right now, whatever she's thinking, all she knows is that I left her. I hold out my hand. Okay. New plan, Sven. We don't need to worry about Todd. He'll catch up with us. Let's go. You, you were talking about how numbers can mean anything, and I, I don't know why, but I can't get out of my head now my favourite piece of terrible dialogue from a Kingdom Hearts game. It's from Kingdom Hearts 3. A heart can live anywhere, even in data. I mean, can you dispute that, Laura? I'm sorry. I can't dis- I don't I'm have sorry. evidence that a heart, a heart can't live in data. I can't disprove a heart living in data. I'm sorry, but I hate that. That's terrible. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I, it's, it is terrible, and it's why I love it. The only reason it's so bad is it exists solely to justify the worst Kingdom Hearts game, which is the mobile game that they had to write a story around and be like, this is important everything, you have to buy it. Indeed, it's, it's terrible, but the only reason it's good is when I was re-watching um, Star Trek TNG, it brought on a whole new meaning. I was like, a heart can live anywhere, even in data. Aww, okay, I like it now. <laughs> I would love to talk shit about Kingdom Hearts, but way too much of my career has been influenced by that game for me to have any legs to stand on. It would be like very self-defeating to talk a bunch of yay about the series that a lot of my shit's based on. So who's owned? It's me. <laughs> Is this why we've been opening up the door to darkness this whole time? You you can simultaneously know that something is terrible and also kind of love it. You, you both Spice can World. Be true. Spice World is my that. And Batman and Robin. Oh, Spice World is that. Do you guys want to play Dungeons and Dragons? No, because you said it's going to be bonkers, and I don't, I'm don't. i tired. Austin, I want to play Dungeons and Dragons. You told me to down an energy drink, and I did, and I'm ready for Dungeons and Dragons. No. Now. I'm emotionally drained, so... Oh, look, now, now look what you've done. So today we're just going to go make up more animals, right? Aust- Austin, did you tell me to get this energy for D&D and now I'm not allowed to play D&D? Yeah, that's disappointing. We'll get there in like 10 minutes, I promise. But we last okay. left this adventure. <laughs> oh my god. The rest of the party was entering uh, the shard of the positive energy plane that is sticking out of this bay here. And uh, it's an overwhelming site. I've described it, described it a couple times. It's this blinding white light that's not hot. It doesn't hurt your eyes to look into. It's just this envel- enveloping positive feeling. Uh, all of you have full health. You're feeling great as you step into 
Denise Wolfram's lab. Mm. Hot dog. <laughs> um, this is not a pre-apocalyptic technology in here. So this isn't like a nice Apple or Microsoft clean room. This is a proper like medieval uh, alchemist's lab. The walls, oh, no. the walls are brick. The tables are marble. Uh, there's like chains for holding up, uh, you know, structures and uh, subjects. No, uh, I hate there's it. like bub- there's bubbling cauldrons and beakers and all kinds of fluids in jars. You don't even recognize half the things in here. I'm not a cat person this season, but I really just want to knock everything off all the counters. So you all step into this lab, which has been built in this piece of the positive energy plane uh, in the modern day. So the Mephits brought in the stones, the, like the Mephits set up the operating tables. Um, but there's like a couple in here who are like helping, but they like fly away to give their boss some privacy. And in, the, in this lab working on something, you see Denise Wolfram. Hi. Denise Wolfram is a Radiance Genasi. Radiance is positive and fire. So she is perfectly safe inside the positive energy plane, as all are you because you currently uh, are inoculated with her blood. But that is why she suffers no ill effects from the, the energy, which is normally eventually fatal to people who come into contact with too much of it. Um, she is in a white lab coat, which is heavily stained. Her hair is very greasy. She has dark skin and like really natural curly hair that's just kind of like tied back out of her way. But it's clear that like hygiene and personal appearance are not really high up on her uh, priority list. She is covered in, you know, different stuff, oil, probably maybe dried blood. You can't tell. Um, she is like wrist deep in some kind of uh, experiment as you walk in. She turns and looks at you and says, ah, more test subjects as you step into her lab. No. Unfortunately, we're not here for experiments, although I would be interested to know what is all of this uh, paraphernalia, for lack of a better term. Paraphernalia, that's a big thats a big word for a little dwarf. How you doing, guy? Uh, she kind of slinks over to you as you start talking Bramwell, and you see, although she is a Genasi, which is a, a, you know, basically human, except for just a little bit, uh, diff- slightly different bone structure, um, she has grafted numerous animal parts onto her body. Ugh. She has what's clearly like a long monkey's tail. Uh, she has, uh, coming from one sleeve, like a, an octopus tentacle next to her arm as an additional th- uh, like way to grab things. On her uh, shoulder opposite that arm, she has like a stalk with an eyeball on it that's like looking around so she can see multiple things at once. Mm. She's clearly not shy about experimenting on live subjects. I mean, you've already seen what she did with the animals in the hotel. I mean, the rat hog is cute. You like my work? You got your big fan? You want me to sign something? She like she pulls herself over to you with tentacle and tail and like uh, gets up in your face. How uh, how did that Mercury Elemental get such a cool like vibe? He's like a real cool dude. A cool dude. I don't. I can't take. I can't take credit for the elementals. That's the that they come how they come. You know. Oh, so I just wondering if like I don't know. I don't know where you get them. Where you get them? Where you get, where you, I don't know where elementals really come from. Oh, it's quite a story, quite a story. You have to go back so far in history. You know, I don't know, I charge quite a lot for a class, dear. Where are you, are you at the 101 level, I presume? 
Uh, if I mix this yellow bottle with the stuff in this blue bottle, please don't it, touch. No will touch. It turn green. Uh, she like r- wraps a tentacle around your wrist as you reach out for a flask and like holds you up. Okay, I won't touch. I just thought it looked like fun. You're so light. She like 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 a baby holding a baby by the arm and like picking it up, putting it down, picking it up, putting it down, just like testing your weight. I'm small. I'm little. Well, you, you've got you've got these powerful arms, though. You, from your bow, I presume. I see the bow you've got here. You you got some draw on these things, but you're you're nearly wasting away at the tummy area. Well, you know, sometimes you don't get enough to eat, and that's it. That's the end. That's all. <laughs> yeah, I've 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 grown beyond the need for uh, traditional nutrition. I have a kind of slime paste, a nutrient paste. It's it's uh, no flavor. Flavor gets in the way of my work. Oh no, I lack flavor. It's what is your work? I'm something of a biologist, I guess you could say. And she's like wiggles her extra appendages at you. Yeah. She says I specialize in combining things. For what end? Is there an end goal to all this you're looking to achieve, or is this just experiment for the sake of experiment? Well, we're living in the era of combination, are we not? Do you not find it inspiring? I suppose, but you are not the the lady of of Wormwood, so to speak. So I would assume there might be a specific task you might be out here for, or has the God King just left you to your desires? He wants things, I want things, you make a deal. The other wives apparently are too good to have transactional relationships. It's not hard. It goes back as far as history does. You let you let an old man bounce around on you and you get what you want. It's fine. I'm going to roll insight uh, 22. Listen, I mean, it's not a bad strategy. <laughs> yeah, so uh, 22. She she's being like brutally honest. Like she didn't dislike any of the other consorts, but she thinks that like they 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 have this like attitude or like they're too good to trade like having a child of a bad person for a life of luxury and she's not too good for it and she thinks it's like childish to think you are do you know a lot about what happened to the other wives i've always thought that was fascinating court gossip um yeah, I think Denise like draws back at this point, like quick quickly on on a on a tail and a tentacle, and goes back like over to a workbench and says, "I think that falls under things that are none of your business." Okay, I'm sorry, I'm a little nosy. I don't think the king would appreciate gossiping about such subjects. Look at how long my snout is. I just I'm a little nosy. <laughs> you think I could take a little sample of my snout? Mm-hmm. Well, what do you mean by a sample? What do you mean by little? And what do you mean by my snout? I just—I mean, don't you think it'd look cute on maybe a a a, a badger to have a little lizard snout? Uh, yes, that would be a cute uh, theoretical thing. But I'd need my snout for living. Can I look around the room for any evidence of uh, Sabrina's mother? Ooh. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah, investigation. Uh, five. I got a 14 on that investigation roll. I'm gonna go for it. No, I rolled a four. I did not help. Yeah, so I got a four, a five, and a 14, so the party does fail. I think you look around and it's just all inscrutable science stuff. All of you are, like, post-apocalyptic, like, 
wasteland scavengers. You don't know what a what a Bunsen burner is. None of this means anything to you. Uh, so if you want information about uh, Frida, uh, Claire's mother, you're going to have to ask about it or get her to open up in a way that besides just say, tell me the, the information, please. Please expose it. That's not going to work. Do you leave the slab much? Oh, no, I'm very busy. I have a whole new project. I'm very excited. What's your new project? <laughs> I don't know if you'd understand. If you, you love your snout too much to give it up, then who? how can you possibly appreciate the beauty of what I'm trying to do here? Would you cut off your... You don't have a snout. Absolutely. What? She doesn't even hesitate. She absolutely would mutilate herself if she thought it would be interesting. Well, I respect that, but it's not for me. These things you create, do you consider them like children? Which things? You mean the chimeras? Yes. No, that was from that was for my husband. He wanted a kind of elite, powerful creature for his, you know, his going ons and so forth. Has he deployed them yet? No, I don't believe so. Oh, you're gonna love it. It's so fun. Love what? I call it the Denisian Chimera, named after myself, of course. Some would say it's my masterpiece. Mm. What? What's? What's its deal? The Den. Oh, <laughs> so you know a normal Chimera, right? Yeah. It's like dragon, goat, snake, lion. Uh huh. Uh, the Denisian Chimera is. Uh, hippopotamus, mosquito, oh. cassowary, oh. roundworm. Oh, I only liked a couple of those options. But here's the thing, right? Everyone loves the flame breath. We get it. We've all seen the flame breath. We're very impressed. But with the elementals, I've been looking for something to give it that extra, mwah, you know, that extra pop, the, the sizzle, the zazz. Uh, and I tried all the, the, the elements, you know, lead, very poisonous, tried iron, very heavy. None of it was really giving me what I wanted. And then I discovered, oh my God, it's so obvious in hindsight, but no one's ever thought of it before. Have you heard of phosphorus? Uh, no. Oh my god, white phosphorus. It's so good. And they breathe it. It's great. What does it do? Uh, <laughs> it's like poison and fire together. It's very bad. Well, for anything with f- flesh, really. Wow. And what would counteract that? Surely it has a weakness? <laughs> oh, no, no. You die in exquisite agony. Absolutely. You know, we, we saw Spender earlier. Uh, yeah, her entire demeanor changes. She was thinking about the Demesian ch- Chimera and how much she very much loves this thing she's created and given to Wolfram. Uh, and then you mentioned her son, and she's like, just you completely let the air out of her sails. And she's like, yeah, how is he? Is he was it Mahjong Go this week? Uh, it's a snuggle chess, actually. He was, he was uh, looking for someone to play a game with. Mm. Yeah, I employ a lot of methods for that. The they're out there. Yeah, I don't think they stop by and see them very much. They just drink beers in the restaurant. The, the methods have a lot of duties. They have to clean. They have to cook. They have to bring me samples. They have to deal with trespassers. They have to receive guests. It's, you know. Do you receive a lot of guests here? No, no, no. The resort's been closed down for many years, but... We get an occasional occasional visitor from the castle. The abbot stopped by recently. 
Oh, and what did that old chap want? I'm trying. Yeah, I, I don't think she even remembers or cares. <laughs> she says, she says like, ah, some something about the halflings and the crystals and whatever. I don't care. That's just my husband's business. He he he's up to his old tricks again. Have you done a lot of experiments on uh, people? Maybe I misjudged you. You do know about my new experiment, huh? I've heard some whispers on the wind, but I don't know anything else. Mm. Maybe we're clo- we are maybe I finally found somebody who shares some of my interests. Mm. You you keep in the back of your mind a possible snout transplant, all right? Let's just keep those options open. Uh, I'll make no promises. <laughs> but I'm not going to say no cuz not right now. I'm not going to say no, but I'm going to say no later. I want my snout. <laughs> Quit coming from my snout. I think she turns to Corton, who hasn't said anything basically since he showed up, and she's like, "What about you? I see you've already had a snout transplant." Uh, well, damn. I wouldn't necessarily call it the kind of professional job you seem to be capable of, but yes, I've had a little work done. You might make the perfect test subject for my little uh, experiments here. What do you say? Are you interested? Hmm. I don't know. Might need something in exchange for that. <laughs> of course. Yes. If anybody, I'm the only one in Wormwood who seems to understand how fucking transactions work. Okay. What's the procedure? Well, you see, I've been spending all these years making my husband his perfect chimera, and that was a lot of fun. But these animals, there's only so much you can do, right? You can get claws and teeth and horns and add fire and, yes, phosphorus, my favorite. But they're not sapient, you know? Mm-hmm. The real holy grail, the real magnum opus, which is not turning lead into gold, which is very easy with magic actually so th- th- that's that's you know apprentice shit the real dream is the creation of new sapient life a new life form like the pa- something previously only the the gods could do but i'm going to do it right here in this little lab to me i hope so are you going to put are you going to give him a new snout yeah, of course. You can have a snout, you can have a tail, you can have wings, you can have a little a little second mouth in his tummy area, whatever he wants. I thought you were going to say a little hat. Oh, I, I don't know about biological hats, but I will write that down. She writes that down. I'm telling you, think about it. Hats that are also birds. Now, when you say th- second mouth in my tummy area. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Um, okay, so basically, let me let me spell this out explicitly. What Denise wants to do is to create an all new species, and this isn't right. This isn't unheard of in the history of Dice Funk. Uh, famously, we made the Bozogs. Um, I made the Solitaire for season five. Uh, we've had new non Dungeons and Dragons species before, but this is those were all DM decisions. This is a player decision to create a new species. For our shared universe going forward, uh, and there are the really the only cost is basically your character, <laughs> uh, because she will be using you to do that experiment on. 
But in exchange, you'll get whatever you want. She wants to do this experiment. She needs a willing test subject. But if you do that, you'll she'll you'll be on her good side, and she'll tell you whatever she wants, whatever you want to know. And she's the smartest person in the entire country, and can answer almost any question you have about the universe. Oh, and it would play really well into like a religious myth of transformation, and it would. Oh. There's a, there's a lot. There's uh, there's definitely a, a version of this where like the religious figure comes back transformed after his vision and it's like a whole thing. That's a very, you know, mm-hmm. popular motif in religion. It's also mm-hmm. an opportunity to like have a whole new life away from that and just be like, yeah, the Corton ascended to the next realm. He's gone. I'm a new guy. Don't have to worry about this Hi, anymore. Hi, I'm Dave. Yeah. Or <laughs> <laughs> Stanley. But that's that's kind of I'm laying it out here out of character uh, to be as clear as possible because I don't want you to accidentally destroy your character if that's not what you want. But um, you know how every week we finish an episode and then the Discord spends six days uh, throwing questions at us and there's like all these lore questions. She has all those answers. You can ask her anything if you do this, and all it will oh, wow. take is you to turn in your character sheet. So you mean I have the power? To have access to all of the knowledge that the people on the Discord want (laughs) and can therefore deny it to them by never asking anything. Oh, they'd be so mad. Wow. Well, I mean, you know, just put some ice cream on top and a cherry. You got my ass. (laughs) (laughs) I guess the only other thing I will say is that then we do all have to sit here and workshop a whole new creature. (laughs) <laughs> because it's going to be in every season, well, not every, you know, but it's going to be an option going forward like the Bozogs and the Solitaire. This sure. is just going to be a guy who exists from now on. Yeah. But we don't have to, do we have to do that in this immediate moment? Oh, uh, no, we can, we can switch to Vindross or Clear. Yeah, we should probably do that and we can, I can cook up some thoughts and, yeah. Vindross. Uh, so last episode, uh, you shot up too early. Uh, <laughs> the positive energy ran out and you couldn't join the rest of the party in the shard. But then you did say you were going to do a Benny Hill montage of trying to get your axe back in the hotel, which is very funny. Yeah, I, I would like to have have my axe, if at all possible. If I'm if this isn't going to be like, oops, lost my character sheet doing it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's the worry. This thing is not balanced for one character. And if you fail this role, you'll just die, which is not great. Yeah. So I would rather say that for flavor, you try to get it back and then eventually you give up um, because do, trying to do it for real is a very real chance of us saying goodbye to Vindros. Oh, yeah. Like, I might have given this a try if I'd had my character built up with like whatever that spell is that gives you a plus 10 to stealth. Like, that's a pretty good walk in the park. I'll probably be fine, but... Not taking that risk. I like Vindros. Um, so Vindros, after you spend some time trying to uh, sneak through the hotel to see if you can get your axe back, uh, and you realize that, in fact, not only the, the the animal on the fifth floor, but also the titanium elemental on the fourth floor uh, will be lethal encounters, I think you give up and leave the building again dejected. Um, at which point, uh, can you roll perception for me? It's trying to roll a ten. Uh-oh. You see, like, a, a a burst of carrion birds, like vultures and so forth. Like, not staples, Aarakocra. Like, actual birds. Uh, f- like, fly up from where you left the bodies of the dead halflings, as if surprised by something. Can I cautiously, stealthily approach? Absolutely. Yeah, roll me a stealth. Uh, come on. Would have really loved that bonus. 14 on stealth. 
Yep, 14 is good. So I think you like crouch down and make your way back over to the recreation area of the resort. I think you actually, you kind of have like the resort to yourself now because, you know, Sven's playing with the rat hog. The, the methods are all in a crab uh, coma. All the <laughs> players have gone into the shard. It's like now Nifix, and I said Nifix, yikes. Now Oof. Vindros has the entire resort to herself. She's just kind of vibing. Um, and you, you kind of, you know, stealthily make your way over to the recreation area. Um, and you see, on the tennis court where you did, uh, you and Lola and Corton and so forth all did like surgery to remove the crystals from these halflings that you, you then took prisoner essentially. Um, yeah. those crystals are gone and all that's left is blood stains. Okay. Mm. That's not ideal. Yeah. Uh, so where, where did we, we left the, the prisoners on the boat, right? Correct. Yeah, that would be worry, uh, regret, and uh, Doctor Smooth, aka Covetousness, are tied up on the Thriller Bark with Lola's animals. Yeah, because my 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 number one concern right now is: can something else pick these crystals up? And oops, now I'm infected with crystals. That's a good question. Could could there be a different? Hmm, a different crystal imbued something out there now. Yep, a great worry to have. Yeah, um, you said there was blood on the floor. Can I do, I guess it'd be survival to try and probably foolish idea follow the blood tracks if there are any? Yeah, I would love that. Please roll survival to follow the blood blood tracks. Yeah, that that's probably a terrible idea, but we're doing it. Fifteen. Fifteen <laughs> to follow those blood tracks. <laughs> Fifteen works perfectly. Um so yeah, so here's basically what happens. Vindros, you have to leave the party behind because your your serum ran out. You spend some time hanging out in the resort, you go see if you can get your axe, you give up, you're walking along, you notice that the crystals, the pink salt crystals you pulled out of the halflings, have disappeared, which is alarming. Uh you see that there's blood the blood stains from the surgery you performed. Um, and you see some tracks in it, uh, like very irregular tracks, not like footprints from like a human or even like an insect like yourself. Very strangely shaped footprints, like even the, the separate feet look different from each other. It's very strange to you. The well, 15 one, one of the legs is a crystal leg. I'm not ready. It's going to kick me with a crystal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, you rolled a 15 and then you said it out loud. So I'll say uh, that's actually not uh, untrue. It kind of yeah. looks... Basically, as if this these crystals formed together into like a pink salt golem and just walked away. Wow, wow! Uh, and you begin following some of these bloody footprints, um, and it goes over to the gift shop where Sven is. In that direction, what do you do? Oh, um, I'm gonna try and get its attention and lure it away from the gift shop. Okay, so. Okay, so tell me how you do that, because you can absolutely do that. Um, I kind of want to... I want to cast off a guiding bolt, um, maybe even less... Not not even necessarily to do the damage of it, just uh, to try and be like, hey, over here, pay attention. There's a, big, there's a big flashing thing. Look where that came from. I'm over here. Well, I mean, we were using a Disney resort map, so it only feels natural that you would shoot up a, a bolt that explodes in the sky like a Disney firework. Oh, um, okay, yeah, of course, that's what I'm doing. <laughs> uh, does it make the symbol that you all got tattooed, which is like a, 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 a broken ship on a hexagon? Oh, of course it does. I mean, 
Look, if, if Vindros has been working on her art for this long, she's going to at the very least attempt to make a, a functioning f- firework mural in the sky. Yeah, yeah. Vindros is really coming into her own as an artist. She's trying a lot of the different media. She's got paint. She's got sculpture. <laughs> she's got firework. <laughs> um, so, yeah, but basically what I was saying was that the, you see these steps these bloody footprints from the golem going in the direction of the gift shop, but you don't actually see it yet. Uh, but you know, it's like going that direction. And so you shoot up a, a, a guiding bolt to try to draw it towards you. And then, uh, because you got, I think a 14 on your stealth, you can like crouch down behind something. If you want, do you want to just stand out and be like, come at me, bro. Or do you kind of want to set a trap? Mm. I think, I think Vindras is going to be just come, come at me. I think her chief concern is, Make sure this thing definitely comes over here and does not go where the kid is. Okay, perfect. So you just stand out in the middle of the the thoroughfare here, just like the what's the um oh I can't remember in Disney there's like the Main Street. I think it might just be called Main Street USA, mm. uh, where you're just like standing out there where people would come into the resort, and you're just all four arms wide so to make yourself as visible as possible. And eventually you see a pink salt golem. Uh, kind of dragging itself up the street very slowly. I say dragging itself because it doesn't have a very sturdy structure. It's clearly made out of like bloody salt crystal, uh, but mm. it's it was pulled together through like force of will, not carefully sculpted by like a gifted art artificer, which is normally how golems are made. Um, but this does have the distinct physical features of one God King Wolfram. Uh, I think, Vindros, you've only ever seen him once in person. In episode one, when he was watching your gladiatorial execution, he has this kind of strange uh, duality where he both looks like a young, like, cool anime guy and also like an old uh, Henry VIII-style, like, indulgent king person. So he either looks like he's he's old but has, like, a great plastic surgeon or young and been through a bunch, you know? Yeah, okay. Yeah, that that does not sound like the kind of face you would forget, particularly when it was, you know, happy you were going to die. But it's like crudely carved into this pink salt golem. Um, and he's kind of trudging up the street in the direction of the firework. Um, but it, it's, yeah, it's like the facial expression has been formed from this thing, but it's not yeah. a great recreation and it's I, coming towards you. I want to attempt to detect thoughts, see if this thing is... Th- thinking yeah um great so yeah you use your psionics to tell uh, make telepathic connections with it um i think you actually need to roll perception because uh, well i'll explain to you depending on how you roll how this comes across okay 22 holy shit yeah i'll give you this exactly how it's happening which is because the pink crystal is full of the potential of people he's stolen it from there's actually a lot of stray thoughts here it's like everyone who's fallen asleep on the salt thinking at once oh so there's all this noise Mm. with a 22 i will say though that this particular part of it is directly animated by the god king so imagine him sitting in his throne room right now in the castle he feels you all remove the salt from the halflings, right? Because he can feel when you touch the salt. Yeah, yeah. So, so you all pulled it out of the halflings, and he was like, "That was weird. I felt a disturbance in my in my force." Uh, and so he pulled it all together to kind of look around. So right now he's telepathically connected and piloting oh. this thing oh. to see what happened to his halflings. 
But because his potential is literally stolen from thousands and thousands of people, maybe millions, you don't know how long he's been doing this, his control is mixed in with all the thoughts of all these lost souls. So it's kind of terrifying. You're like looking into a – like your mind is making contact with a swirling vortex of just innumerable dead puppeted by the God King. I feel like I should destroy this thing ASAP because it seems like a bad idea to give him long enough to work out how to wrestle control away from all of the other things trying to control this salt. Yeah, I mean, he has control. They, he, that's his, that's literally, so people often get confused, uh, that like some way his conduit has to do with salt. No, like that's just, he's a salt genasi. He controls salt. The, his conduit is specifically the potential part. And that's what he's God of. The salt, it just had, like, if he was a fire genasi, he would use fire to puppet potential. If he was an ice genasi, he would use ice. It just happens to be salt. The potential is what he's God of, and he has it in his iron fist. Wow. Regardless, I don't like the fact that he can he can currently see what we're doing. That seems like a bad plan. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you're standing in the middle of the street, arms wide. I think you, you obviously have your moth shield, which is very, very cool. Uh, but he's he slumps towards you, sees you, um, and kind of comes to a stop, um, you know, a couple yards away. Like, there's a there's an, there, there's an amount of distance here where you're, like, staring each other down like an Old West uh, high noon showdown. But he doesn't have a weapon. Uh, mm. Well, hopefully that means not too difficult to fight. I summon my spiritual weapon. Nice. Okay, Vindros, you summoned the ghost of the axe baloney. Um, the golem regards you, kind of tilts its head like a dog as it sees that. And, and the golem opens its mouth and a voice issues from it. Uh, this this golem doesn't have a tongue, so it's not actually talking. It's just the god king projecting through it. And he says, huh, an insect with magic. Like a dancing bear. Okay, before before anything else can be said, Vindros is, uh, is, is... Do it. Is getting into attack. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Swing on him. Twenty-two. Does that hit? <laughs> Hell yeah! You just bury this uh, this spiritual axe right into him, and also because it's magic, you bypass what would have been a resistance to uh, the bludgeoning damage of the actual axe baloney. Hooray! I've accidentally improved my axe baloney. <laughs> in death, it is more powerful than it was in life. <laughs> That's very metal. Nine damage. Yeah, not, yeah. Not, not nothing to be embarrassed about. You you slam the axe into the golem's chest, and it takes a couple steps back. There's a huge gash in him, in like across his chest area now, um, and he's still like looking at you curiously and says, "Huh, were you the one who killed my halflings?" I killed some halflings who were trying to kill me. Goodness knows if they were yours. Everything. In this country is mine. Uh, seven, I rolled an attack. So basically what happens is, without <laughs> raising a hand, um, he channels uh, his potential through it's just salt dust in the air and on the ground and forms a pink crystal spear from like just the, the atmospheric salt in the area. And it just lunges at you, Vindros, and you just easily, I mean, I rolled a seven, you turn and shatter with your shield, like fl- like swatting a fly. It turns out one of us is better than the other at conjuring weapons, it seems. 
I never thought I'd meet one like you. I mean, you've not really met me. From what I can tell, you are considerably away from here, but... Hi, I'm gonna kick your ass. What makes you so special? I don't know. What makes you so special? Oh. Simple. I am a king. I didn't vote for it. <laughs> <laughs> Lauren, come on. You... <laughs> Sorry, I, I, I tried to keep it in. The Lady of the Lake, her arm clad in the purest shimmering samite, held aloft Excalibur from the bosom of the water. Sorry. Yeah. He says, uh, I mean, if you don't if you don't say anything back, Vendross or uh, attack again, do you do I, either? Oh, I, I, I attack again. <laughs> um, Vendross is angry. Just, just. Just because this guy's a dick. He really is. 24. Holy shit, yeah. Why, why is it now that I'm suddenly able to hit things? Yeah, all of you are in there talking to Denise about a science project. She's soloing the final boss out here. Yeah, no no one's going to believe me. I'll go back to the rest of the party and be like, I beat God King Wolfram, I did it. <laughs> Uh, nine damage again. Nice, yeah. So you've done 18 damage. I think uh, you bring the axe baloney down on, try to, like, at his head, basically, where his features actually resemble the God King, and he throws an arm up to block it, and you just shatter his entire arm. You say you're king, but... No, no king's reign ever lasts forever. (laughs) If only you knew how right you were. This is what keeps me up at night, little bug. That is so rude. It is so rude. Rude enough, I might have to just keep smashing this thing's face in. Well, it's his turn now. You, as you say that, Laura, I rolled a 13, which is not even close. I think that's, he does this. That's not going to do it. <laughs> I think this is like under you, the ground erupts as like pink spears shoot out of it. Just like, you know, like a pit in Mario, like with the spikes. Yeah. But it's like <laughs> Vindras just leaps up out the way of it as if it's nothing. Yeah, just springboards out out the way. Yeah, so you easily leap over just this pit of pink spikes that appears under you, just like shreds through the ground. Um, and he just regards you, his one armed golem, and he says, "You know, when I came to this land, searching for a place to match my birth, I found it ruled by these halflings." Indolent as they were, sleeping on the ground, smoking their days away. But yet, you insect folk were lesser even then. And when I became a conduit and took the halfling's potential and made them animals in my realm, you continued to be lesser. Is it perhaps in your nature to be subservient? Cut his dick off. Is it perhaps in your nature to be an asshole? <laughs> Take another swing. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Uh, 23. Holy shit, Vindros. He's not going to lay a hand on you. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's not, is he? So that's 14 damage. That is the most that my spiritual weapon will do. <laughs> oh, my lord. Okay, so... Yeah, I mean, that's to paint me the picture of you destroying this uh, salt golem before it even messes up your your fit. <laughs> you, it does not even scuff your jean jacket <laughs> or whatever you, you took from the top Hot Topic. 
so I, I think I think the way this is styled out is that um, Vin Vindras, as she says that last line, just sort of walks up and looks him straight in the face. Um, maybe before he even notices it's happened, um, swings the the ghost of the axe baloney around. So it just sort of smacks right into the side of him while he's too focused on Vindras to notice. He just starts to shatter. <laughs> Okay, so you basically like, do a home run swing through center mass and explode it. Yes. Uh, so yeah, you you try to scatter the golem to the wind, basically. But even as the like p- the pieces, the bigger ones fall to the ground, and the smaller ones are kind of carried away by the wind. Uh, God, God King Wolfram's voice still comes from the disembodied particles, and he says, "And what would you do if you were king?" Insect? You think it's easy? I don't think it's easy. But I think saying it's difficult is a really easy cop-out for a lot of the bullshit you're gonna do. I think as the voice uh, fades away with the wind carrying the particles, the God King chuckles to himself a little bit and just says, Perhaps you're right. But a king does not have to listen. Take the crown for yourself. And you will know this. Well, maybe I just might. Hey, Vendros. Yeah? Uh, the God King knows where you are, bud. Yeah, that's a problem. Oh, fuck. Yeah, that is a problem. That is definitely a problem. That's not ideal. Clear. What up? Uh, Clear and Amy have made it down to a lair of the world, which is just metal going off as far as the world, as, the, as far as the eye can see in every direction. It seems impenetrable. Uh, you found some patches of pink crystal where you, your father tried to get through as well, seemingly without success, and now you're following uh, this kind of trail of his past efforts as you make your way across this landscape. Um, Amy's been begging you to, to rest, and you keep telling her no. Uh, here, how do we open this scene? Fucking looking around, I'm not not stopping. All right, so you you stay determined, uh, as of course you would. Uh, when Amy says, uh, "Clear, can I have my knife back? It's been, I mean, days maybe. I don't, I haven't slept. I'm so tired." It's all the more reason that you shouldn't have it. What do you uh, What do you mean? Please, it's my knife. We get it back when everything's done. Until then, we need to finish this. Clear, she like she like falls to her uh, to a knee behind you. I'm not turning around. Oh my god! <laughs> uh, as she like looks after you as you keep walking, um, and then you hear her like weakly behind you say, "Clear, what? Clear, get up! I hear something, whispering. It's chasing me. Please, I need my knife." Just ignore the whispering. I don't think we should be going into the the other world. I think something is following us. I think I think we fucked up. If that's the only way to become a conduit, then that's where we need to go. Well, that's where I need to go. You don't have to go any further. You can go back home if you want. Although, you're wanted there, so I don't really know if you have quite a safe place to go. Okay, so she begs for her knife, tells you that she's also hearing whispering, accusing and chasing her, and you dismiss her and keep walking. 
Ugh. Yeah. Okay, so for, there's a while there where she's just laying on the ground, like seemingly being. If she's laying on the ground and I'm trying to go, I'm going to go and try to pick her up. Oh my gosh. Okay, yeah. Do you want a strength check to like literally lift her? You're 10. Uh, yeah. So it's not high, but uh, I got a one. Does that do it? Oh. Absolutely not. No. Huh. I think. You try. You can't even like get her to her feet, let alone up off the ground. Come on. So you struggle to try to get her to her feet, fail, and then just start uh, begging her to continue. Um, and then she she just begins blinking rapidly in and out of this plane. Some something's happening. God, fucking damn it! All right, I'm gonna cast blink. Oh, God, the thing she just told you not to do? Yeah, we gotta fucking kill it. Whatever's in there, just get rid of it. Oh, dear. <laughs> oh, Chris. Ooh. That's oh. a spicy meatball. Chris, we, we love you, Chris. Okay. <laughs> I didn't think that was gonna happen. <laughs> Clear. Uh, you enter the gray, um, and you see all around Amy are the, the ghosts of people she's killed. <laughs> Uh, tormenting her and you see the ghost of her mother who is like currently overlapping with her body like possessing her trying to fight these things back uh can i run into it and like activate my sword and just cut the heads off of all of them yeah you want to roll initiative on some ghosts yeah let's do it biatch okay the biatch are the ghosts not you just to be clear well, that's pretty cool uh, five. So I need to start rolling more than twos on things, but I think after that, we're going to be solid. <laughs> uh, so I actually got a six, which is only one better than five, but that's all that matters. Still, still better, yeah. Uh, so, okay, so here's the scene, Clear. You were standing on this metal landscape, and your sister can't go on anymore. She begins blinking in and out of the gray, the land of the dead, over and over and over. Something's happening. Her connection to her mother is what, what you know, has precipitated all of this. Uh, you blink over there, and you see that she is surrounded by the ghosts of mostly the Aethar, like these robotic frogs uh, that make up the bulk of their forces. Some are just like more like clockwork robots and some are just like regular humanoid frogs. Uh, Basically all these troops she killed in this last battle. And there are these ghostly shades, like these dark shapes of these dead soldiers. And they're like menacing her, whispering the, the dark deeds she's done and tormenting her. Um, and her mother's standing over her mother's shade. Her ghost is like standing over her daughter, trying to fight them back. And you just ignite your ice sword and jump in. Yeah. First it's ghosts turn. Um, <laughs> constitution saving throw to run through them. The main danger is like just the, the soul chill of coming into contact with ghosts. 21. Uh, that succeeds, so you take five, half of the, the necrotic damage from the, the ghostly touch of these shades. Uh, it's your turn. All right, I am going to cast a spell. I will cast Snylock Snowball Swarm <laughs> in the area, uh, sending a, a wave of snowballs to hit all these ghosts. So they need to make me dexterity saving throws. The the name of that spell absolutely tickles me. Snylock Snowball Storm. <laughs> Snylock 100% sounds like the wizard you would invent if you were making up a fake D&D in a sitcom. <laughs> 18. So the, the ghosts succeed against that. 
Alright, they're going to take half damage then. So, five damage. Uh, cold damage to all of them. And I'm going to command Amy to attack. Oh, interesting. Yeah, so the thing... I'm going to use my royal order. Yeah, you haven't used this in a while, but your kind of custom uh, royal uh, subclass for sorcerer allows you to give people orders when you cast spells. So I think like... Uh, this is like Amy and her mother, their ghosts like working in tandem, like leap to their feet or leap is maybe strong, like stagger to their feet in a curtain of fl like ashen flames around them, like almost like a personal fiery whirlwind. Bad roll, only seven. Uh, but the, this like pushes the ghosts back. And uh, I'm assuming we're considered friendly. So I give her a bonus to her attack rolls, ability checks and saving throws while she's while she's near me. Uh, one of the robotic frog ghosts kind of uh, looks at you, Clear, um, and attempts to leap uh, uh, on top of you, like knock you to the ground. Six, that's going to fail. It's a miss. Yeah. All right, what do you do? It's your turn. I will use, I think I'm just going to use Ray of Frost. Play it safe right now, because... Uh... Kind of low on spells at the moment. Uh, so, yeah, I'm going to do a spell attack. All right. Uh, it's going to be 16. Hell yeah. So this this ghost of this Aethar leaps at you. You jump to the side and you shoot a ray of frost right through its chest, freezing it solid. Yeah, I'm going to shatter it. Hell yeah! I mean, this is the gray, so this isn't like a, this is the isn't a physical realm. This you basically just disincorporate this spirit into the the ether of this world. Pachu, pachu. That's the sound it makes when it goes away. Pachu. Um, Amy like goes down to reach for her knife, finds that it's not there, um, and I think actually uh, summons like her. her Big deal spell slot she's been saving, uh, which is Incendiary Cloud. Mm. And she says to you, Clear, run. All right. I'll, I'll take her advice. Um, and so radiating out from her, like, so as, as this adventure to the center of the world has continued, uh, Amy has been looking more and more haggard because, I mean, this has been a long, arduous journey. But, like, her, her, like, uh, smoldering appearance like she we talked before she has like embers in her hair and she's like a uh, you know very kind of has this appearance of like always being slightly burning uh has been almost overcome by fire um she, her hair is just on fire now her skin like the what was previously like a half burned cigarette kind of appearance is now like almost black um and a swirling cloud of smoke and uh ash just bursts out of her body, which has now basically been completely human torched. Uh, and that's 10 D eight damage. She angry. Uh, 45. Uh, yeah, she Whoa. fucking roasts a bunch of these ghosts. Hot dog. It's a ghost roast. It is a ghost roast. Yeah. Uh, but clear intervening gave her the time. To like summon the the role playing energy. Obviously, as mechanically, I can just choose to do spells. But Amy personally was just too tired. Yeah. Uh, once it clears up, I want to run back. Yeah. Uh, you run back and you see Amy is kind of like sprawled out on the ground. Oh, she's yamcha. She's yamcha posed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, I actually do get that reference. I haven't even seen that episode. I just pop culture osmosis, huh? Yep, that's all you need to know. Um, yep, she's just on the ground. She's like half conscious. Are there any ghosts left? Um, and any who survived that are pulling back. The the gray is you know spatially may as well be infinite. There are always things lurking. It'll never be safe, but it's safe enough for now. All right, I'm going to toss her a dagger back. If you had a spell slot, you'll need something to protect yourself with. Interesting. So you toss the dagger onto the ground near her. She reaches over uh, weakly and grabs onto it. And when she touches it, like fresh fire flows across her fingertips, like rejuvenating her in the kind of way when you shot the uh, chromatic orb into her earlier. Uh Mm-hmm. Um, and then something very strange happens, clear, which is you see Amy stand up, strengthened by this, getting her dagger back, like, you know, absorbing some of the latent fire energy inside of it. Uh, but there's there's still an Amy on the ground. There's two Amys? The one on the ground, all, like, tired out and, like, spent, uh, looks the same way you do, which is to say in the same dimension you as you, <laughs> like, fully tangible like you can reach down and touch her uh the one who stands up with the dagger now uh is like grayscale as if in uh, back in the material world i want i want to speak to the amy who's who's in grayscale and just say are you amy or amy's mom Mm -hmm. uh because people in the gray cannot hear people in the material world and vice versa uh, Belle Wolfram does not hear you call out to her as she walks away in her daughter's body. Uh, I'm going to look to the body on the ground. Uh, is it alive? Yeah. Amy's breathing. Okay. And so the dagger I threw is it just, she took it with her. Yeah. She like pulled it through and like left you and Amy in the gray and like Blink ends and you're still here. Hmm. Oops. I'm going to have to go after her then. Uh, so yeah. Amy's mother has officially hijacked her body. That seems like bad parenting. Yeah, it'd be like that sometimes. Wolfpack, have you decided what Corton is going to become? Corton, have you decided what you're going to become? Duh. I don't know. I've been kicking around a few things. <laughs> Some ideas. Yeah, so Denise Wolfram is extremely ready to take your, you apart piece by piece and put you back together in a new way. Uh, whenever, whenever you're uh, able to explain to the audience what that looks like. Ugh. All right, so here's here's what I'm thinking. I'm thinking I'm thinking forearms are good. That's true. All like Vindros. Exactly. It's a it's a Aww. it's a good nod Aww. there. Oh, we're gonna mm-hmm. be able to hold hands so much. A little bit of inspiration <laughs> there. But I also thought. In terms of acrobatic and climbing ability, having claw feet would be really good. Mm-hmm. You know, sort of like bird-like with the you know rear claw to get that good grip on. Um, I like the idea of scaled skin, but just starting neck down. Ooh, like a turtleneck. Right. Oh, that sounds really stylish. And uh, and then you know cat eyes to make sure we get that dark vision because this is kind of giving me uh, Thane is that the guy from Mass Effect who they like got a bunch of women together and they're like please make us a sexy alien <laughs> okay I don't know I 
I thought you were going to say Gargoyles, the cartoon. Oh, that's, of course, also a sex symbol. See, I was kind of thinking uh, David Bowie and the man who fell to earth but with four arms and claw feet. <gasps> oh. Four-armed, a scaly David Bowie is also an extreme fucking image. Four-armed, four-clawed. I can't do it. Yeah, right? I was trying to make a Bowie purple people eater combo. It didn't work. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, that's, that's what I'm thinking Corton's going to become here. Okay, so Conrad, you re- you recognize that I'm gonna ask you to make me a n- whole new character sheet, yeah? Yeah, I know. <laughs> oh, oh, this 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 I'm sure will. Vindras is gonna have an interesting time. This is gonna be this is gonna be wild. To come back to. What the fuck did you do while I was gone? <laughs> <laughs> That's why when when you took the serum early last episode, I was like, ooh ooh ooh, let's turn this into a plot point where you have to be separated because then you won't be able to talk Conrad out of the thing I want him I- to do. Oh, I don't think Vindras would try and talk him out of it. It just... She could have been there to know it was happening versus, um... Oh, this is just a fun surprise I get to come back to. <laughs> surprise! And to be clear, you didn't have to do this. You could all say, like, no and just beat whatever information you want out of her. Uh, or, you know, someone else could have volunteered. I was also thinking um, Bramwell's, like, there's been a lot of talk about how old you are. And it's like, maybe... You'd live longer if you underwent some kind of regenerative process. So this was never a foregone conclusion. I just want to be clear about that as well. Yeah, no, but it plays really well. I I know that uh, Vindras isn't here in the scene, but I have a question, and I think it's the most important question to ask Comrade about this new character. Uh Uh-oh. Will they have a nose? Oh. Oh. No. Damn right. (laughs) Yeah, no. I was tempted to take a mouth off too, but no. Can the character feel? There's no reason that uh, Conrad has to stick with any of the things that have happened to Corton. This is like complete reset. So he could have a nose. He could have two noses. He could feel things extra if he wants. Uh, but also it is very interesting uh, to be like this new species just happens to not have a nose. And like, yeah, I guess there is a backstory as to why. Although by like next season, no one will know why <laughs> that the species mm-hmm. doesn't have a nose. Or why it has four arms. Yeah. Oh, we also have to give it a name. Mm-hmm. Smorgelbluff. I don't think it's going to be Smorgelbluff, no. <laughs> God damn it. I just made noises and hoped it would work. Big Chongus. Big Chongus. I, I would think Denise would probably call them denizens. <laughs> <laughs> that is pretty good. It's just good. her kind of ego. She yeah. would. That's what a bastard. She sucks, and I love her. <laughs> it, it's like, God, it's like she's like it's like Villanelle. <laughs> it's a monster, but God, I love that lady. Yeah, she's bad. I, I mean, you all have played Spec Ops the line, right? The white phosphorus thing did not go over your head. Oh no. Oh no no no. I'm yeah. Oh, that's the other thing. They breathe white phosphorus. Yeah. Oh wait, hold on. No. <laughs> oh, oh, you breathe white I, I meant I meant to include that in the list. Yeah, I mean we already established that that exists. So I mean, he can does Corton right? have the ability to turn that on and off? This new species, <laughs> <laughs> or are you just always doing it? If that's a thing and not actually just a joke, Conrad is making, uh, that would just be a reflavor of the Dragonborn breath weapon, which yeah. is already part of D and D Fifth Edition. So yeah, that's it, actually it, very easy to incorporate. <laughs> Yeah, I wasn't. I was actually joking about that because that would be a step too far. But okay, yeah. So, so no breath weapon, but uh, but laser eyes. 
Oh, laser eyes. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Laser yeah. eyes. No. Okay. So the so this is a humanoid, four arms, clawed feet, scaly from the neck down, reptilian. Mm-hmm. Scales. What about gills. Yeah. No nose. Um. Do we miss anything? Uh, what voice are you going to give them? Because last time we created a new species uh, that I can remember was the Bozog, and the voice was 100% why everyone loved them. So pressure's on you. What what does this new species sound like? <laughs> Whatever you want it to sound like. It's a it's going to spread throughout the world and adopt all forms of dialects and and uh, accents. So. I mean, it'll be however Conrad speaks as this character, so we'll find out. Yeah. Do you do you change your name? Are you going to go back to Absinthia and be like, what up, I'm still Corton, or is it just like a clean break? I don't know. Uh, it's probably going to be a clean break that only the party knows about. Oh, man, this is Ooh, so much. It, there's so much. The This whole path of the joining thing is going to get so profoundly spicy in like two weeks when you get back. Uh-oh. Yeah. Oh, it's going to be wild. Okay, so uh, did you all stick around for this? Like, Denise is like, all right, come up to the lab and get on the slab. And like, and see what's on the slab. Okay. Um, I'm gonna, Can I go play with the rat hog, Sven? Yeah. I don't want to see surgery. Yeah, I mean, it's gross. Denise is a gross person. She basically takes you apart piece by piece and puts you back together uh, with other, you know, half-finished chimera stuff she's been working on um i guess i should i want to actually leave but i probably shouldn't actually leave no you can i'm just saying my instinct is like if i was writing this as a novel would be get into really gross disgusting detail to try to gross the audience out but because this is a collaborative thing and there's other people here who have to suffer i feel like we can just say like you all leave and give corton uh the privacy to have his fucking skin ripped off cool okay I'm going to go play with the rat hog then. Yeah. Uh, I think Vindros, you can see when people leave the the shard Uh and you could all regroup and have this conversation about what's happening. Oh, yeah. Hey, he's getting... Oh, oh, yep. I I feel like we've both got big news. Who's going to go first? Koran's getting surgeried. He's uh, experimented on. Uh Oh? But, like, consensually. Uh, Oh, okay. Okay. What's your thing? That's a that's a lot. I was going to come in with big high excitement energy and um feels weird. Wait, what? So what what's happening to Gordon? Uh he's consensually having experiments done to his body. But what's your thing? Um what's what's your thing? Okay, okay. Let me let me reset. Let me get excited. Okay. I kicked the god king's ass, which is good. What? But also, he knows where we are, and that's a problem. Oh, God. Yeah, you know what those salt crystals? They turned into the God King, and the God King was talking shit, so I beat his ass. He could not touch me. He was not very good at fighting. Um, He's a, he's a little asshole, but the God King knows where we are. Um, And, and he does not like me, I think. <laughs> I mean, does he like anybody other than himself? I mean, not really, but... I mean, let's focus on the positives. I did kick the God King's ass. Tried to summon, like, a salt spear. Fucking smacked him with a ghost axe baloney. It was great. But he does know where we are. Well, I feel like that would have been valuable information to have before he went into surgery, but, uh... Well, well, 
would have been helpful information to know he was going into surgery before he went in for surgery, but we are where we are. Yeah, that's also true. Is that not, uh, I didn't expect it. She wanted to take my snout, but I'm not about... I, I like my snout. How how long um, is this? How, is gonna... how long is this surgery going to take? Because I I reiterate that God King knows where we are, and this is not necessarily a great time for sticking around in one place. I was, I was gonna go play with Sven and the Rat Hog, but maybe we should like post up in front of the shard just in case. Can, can you pop in and ask um our friend in the shard like how long they're gonna be slash. Is there anywhere safe we can hide out from the God King around here? Bramwell, are you part of this conversation? Uh, I imagine Bramwell's playing the, the snuggle chess, right? Sure, yeah. So this, this conversation's happening in the gift shop. Uh, you all are playing with Sven, but he's not really listening to your complicated adult talk. Fair. I would not either. Uh, but yeah, why don't you actually ask him uh, th- these questions you just posed to yourself? Or I could have him just sign. I don't need. Yeah, I could just have him sign to Bramwell. Like it will take several days for my dad to send people. We're very far from the castle. Okay. I'm glad somebody understands geolo- geology. No. <laughs> Geography. Well, I mean, he might understand geology. He knew the shape of the world. Uh, what? Uh, look at all my rocks. I'm just going <laughs> dump them out and show them each one individually. Mm. Oh, this is very interesting. So you're showing him these rocks. Uh, Lola, you don't know what you just walked into, which is very funny to me. Uh, and he signs to Bramwell, moonstone, question mark? It sounds like a stone from the moon. What's a moon? What, what's a moon? Uh, very good question. Uh, Bramwell, uh, Sven just signs to you, uh, Sabrina's mom was looking for one, and then goes back to the game. Oh, and when was that? Uh, he looks up again and just signs when she was here. I don't know. Do you have a calendar? Do we know what calendars are in this apocalypse? Uh, Bramble's going to say, Sven, if there's any more information you might know, we would really appreciate hearing it. The same way we got you a pet to help you out, I am on a mission to help Sabrina find her mother. Sven signs, Sabrina's mom and my mom got in a fight. And Sabrina's mom left a long time ago. Well, here's the thing is that uh, since Corton's helping out Denise, she'll probably tell us about it because we're cool now. <laughs> okay, is this when the doors fly open and Corton walks in? Um, so Corton just sort of almost shyly walks in the door, like sort of creeping around like one hand like one right hand and then the other right hand and then just sort of like bigfoot posing leaning around um vindros vindros takes like half a second to take in the fact you now have forearms and runs in for a big hug (laughs) oh uh, uh, oh oh pokey poke Okay. Eases up on the hug slightly. <laughs> Only slightly. Some mighty fine looking appendages there. It's taking some getting used to, that's for sure, but um, they work. 
Oh, don't, don't, don't worry, don't worry. I will teach you. There's a bunch of children's exercises we do for learning to use the forearms. <laughs> it's, it's all good. I'll teach you, like, some juggling or something. That's so cute. <laughs> I can't wait to see Corton's new character sheet. Because I have no idea, like, not only the what bonuses you're going to get for the new species, but also there's nothing to stop you from being like, actually, I'm a barbarian now. Fuck you. <laughs> you're right. <laughs> you should, why did you give him? <laughs> I mean, I assume he'll have at least one level in Bard because because just he's trained so much in it. But there's also, he can easily just say, like, yeah, I don't know how to play instruments with these new fingers, so I, I gave up on that life. I don't know. The world is your oyster. It's terrifying. What I'm, have I'm I done? I'm going to punch stuff now because I've got so many punch fists. <laughs> yeah, I go. Well, I did the punch season. That's true. Oh, yeah, it's true. <laughs> uh, so, Denise, uh, after you shyly walk into the room, Denise, like, uh, walks in, like, that gif of um, Vince McMahon <laughs> coming up the ramp, coming down the ramp. Oh, does he tear both of his quads? <laughs> no, she doesn't do that. But she's just walking in like, huh? Huh? It's me. Who is it? It's me. I just ripped a man's skin off and grafted some new arms onto him. Yeah. Nice job. Thank you, thank you. It's so hard to find willing test subjects. You know, I've been asking Sven for years to let me give him a breath weapon, and he won't let me. Don't give your child a weapon yet. Um, Vindras turns around to Sven and goes, keep saying no. <laughs> Kids his age love breathing fire. Come on. Nobody loves breathing fire. What if you try to eat ice cream and you accidentally breathe the fire on it? Uh, if you have, like, an iced coffee... Because it's a hot day. Sven, you'd love wings, wouldn't you? Yes, you would. You want some wings, buddy? He don't want no wings. Say no to everything she ever offers. Can I, can I roll an insight on Sven? Yeah. He's the adult here. Uh, 24. Holy shit. Uh, so, yeah, basically what you intuit from this, uh, Bramwell, is that uh, Denise has been asking to experiment on Sven for years because in her book... She's not a bad person. She definitely wants consent from people to do surgeries on them. Uh, so she's like, oh, yeah, no, I'm a really good person. I, I would never do anything unethical. Uh, but it's still pretty fucked up to ask a kid to do that, especially one who's desperate for your approval and definitely consider- considers it because at least he get to spend time with his mom who's very busy. Oh, God. I'm glad he has Pickle now. Uh, Bramwell will step in and say, actually... Sven was going to go with us to our ship because we had so many other animals there he wanted to see. Oh. Denise says, eh, animals can be dangerous. I really try to keep him away from the animals. Oh, no, these are very sweet animals. They've been domesticated. They're my babies. Mm -hmm. (sighs) Baby couldn't hurt anybody. Mm. Just think about that sentence. A baby couldn't hurt anybody. She'll stupid to even consider it any further. Besides, there will be this uh, model of, of physical perfection you've created there to protect him. <laughs> I think yeah. w- when you say physical perfection, she just instinctively like reaches out and like squeezes your like bicep or something. Oh, uh, she knows what's up. How are those biceps? Bigger or, or smaller than before? Bigger. <laughs> He's beefier. <laughs> It's not sexual. It's just like someone like uh like admiring their work. Pig. Yeah. Everybody likes to squeeze a bicep. Um so It's a good time. Bramwell, are do you want to roll deception because it sounds to me and maybe I'm just thinking of too far ahead. It sounded to me a little bit like you wanted to maybe kidnap this child. 
No, I'm trying to get him out of that conversation. Like, yeah, it's like a petting zoo. I'm, I'm not specifically like I have. I'm going to steal him onto the ship. This is me just being like he, he seems uncomfortable. He doesn't want to do it. The mom's persistent. Bramble's just going to step in like a like cool grandpa and be like, "Why don't we go play catch in the yard?" Yeah, yeah, you don't need yeah. to roll to just get Sven out of this conversation and have him go pet Stuart the salty pine. But if you did want to like, you know, hide him in the hold and take off with him, you would need to roll something. So if you're just, no. if it's just a, yeah. If it's no, just a, I, but Bramwell is going to talk to him. You take the, uh, Sven out of the scene as Denise uh, continues badgering him to give him flippers. Oh, flippers. Uh, I'm going to ask if Sven wants to ride preposterous. Oh. Uh... Oh, absolutely. Pickle could probably fit on Preposterous' head. Now, you have to be real gentle. Preposterous is, is getting up there in age. Aw, he old. Wow. So the old uh, moose, the old dwarf, and the kid with his little head rat are going for a little ride. Yeah. <laughs> so wholesome. Can the rest of the campaign just be that? <sighs> it's a Disney movie from here on in. Anyway, Amy and Claire were stranded in the gray forever. Corton started his new life. It was cool. Uh, the end. <laughs> this one, we get a harmless little OVA one shot about this. Yeah. Nice little 40 minute one shot that's just very gentle and sweet. Okay. So, Denise knows everything there is to know in this entire world except for what's at the bottom where Claire and Amy are going. Anything else is pretty much fair game. What's up with what's up with uh, Sabrina's mom? What's what's the deal there? Oh, Frida! I haven't seen her in oh, gosh a couple years. She came up here. She went berserk, started killing people. I she ran away. Any idea why she was killing people? Uh, because she's literally insane. Why is she insane? People think I'm crazy. I just because I'm way more successful than them. I I don't go around killing people, all right? Frida's the insane one. Oh, y'all fight about it. I mean, fight is a strong word. She I think she felt bad about abandoning her child. Uh, you know, the guilt maybe got to her. Mm. Oh, funny you should mention that we are trying to put that situation into less of a bad situation. We're trying to find Frida for reasons that don't matter because you're a friend now. <laughs> well, in our last conversation, she was talking about how she came all the way out here to try to find a safe place for her daughter to live. And I was telling her there's no safe place anymore and that she's forfeited the God King's protection by leaving the castle uh so basically she thinks that the god king is the problem and is trying to you know take him down and she was telling me about her boyfriend it was this whole she's you know she's insane so well let's say one one and two hypothetically defeat the god king i mean is there anything that they're threatened by as far as i know the god king's only scared of one thing and he's the only one who knows what it is so well, you know that they're scared of one thing. You at least know that much, yet you don't know what that thing is. I mean, I don't know if you've ever... Well, yeah, I see. I saw how you used to look, so I guess you do know about pillow talk. I was about to say, you don't really know about pillow talk, hon. But sometimes people say things. They give secrets to people they shouldn't. So me and Belle and the, some of the other wives, we, we heard a little bit about, you know, the God King's life. Mm-hmm. And he told us some stuff just about things he'd seen. And he once saw a thing. He was 
you know, afraid of, but... Where would we go to... F do you have any idea where we would go to find the thing he's scared of? All right, so, yeah, so you guys worked your way around to it. I'm very proud of you. Thank you. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Um, You're welcome. Yeah, thank you. Thank you, bud. Denise says, um, okay, I told the Mephits not even to let not let any idiots in. So you guys have to be at least smart enough to get into the shard. So I can skip the part where the old world got destroyed and then it all got put in the big trunk we live in now. Yeah? It's a tube. Yeah. Now we're a tube. Everything's a tube. Yes. It's a big tube, right? And so the the old gods, the conduits, they, they put all the, the pieces of the world worth saving into this the trunk and they tried to stack them up all nice. Um, but you know, it was imperfect because the conduits, they were just people. And sometimes, you know, they messed up a little bit. Things didn't come down all clean. And so there's, you know, a little bit of oopsie daisy here and there, like the shard. She gestures back, like in the direction of the big shard. And she's like, it fell onto this layer, you know, pierced right through the ground. Uh, all the, the water drained out of this whole, this whole ocean that we're all, we all live in the fucking scab of, you know, we're all, we're all living in this this wound in the ground from this improper stacking, yeah? Oh, that's... Yeah, we we knew that, yep, yep, yep. Fancy. Mm, checks out, yep. So yeah, there's all this stuff stacked up, but apparently when they were doing the stacking, uh, they hid something at the very bottom, and they stacked everything on top to keep people away from it. And my husband, he came from a you know faraway land to, to see, and he found the salt, and he was like, I'm a salt genasi, I'm going to take this place over. But there were these halflings who were here before, and he couldn't defeat them because he wasn't a conduit at the time, and he, he hid underground, found some tunnels, made his way to the bottom, saw something that scared him so bad, uh, he, he's still scared of it, but it also inspired him to become a conduit, to become a god, and then he came back and took over this place from the halflings. And now it's his. How does one get to the bottom? Do we just dig down? I don't think. Can we just dig down, man? I'll be that'd be so wild. If we could just dig down. If that's the answer the whole time. Oh man. <laughs> I mean, Denise says I wouldn't recommend it. I feel like anyone who tries that is probably extremely going to die. Um, in fact, to circle back around to your question of where Frito went. I mean, I told her about this thing at the bottom of the world, and then she stormed off to try to kill the God King. So if I had to bet money, I would say Frida is dead somewhere below our feet right now, if I had to guess. Did she leave anything with you? Any like writings or uh, it's funny you say that because uh you you have hanging on your back a flamethrower and Denise just like points at it and she says she brought that with her, I kept it. Did some experiments with it, but uh, the phosphorus worked out better, so you can keep it. So theoretically, if one was to try and kill a conduit, let's say, perchance, the God King, is that even possible? You know, all that conduit stuff's very overrated. I mean, it's it's, it's not science, right? It's just magic. It's It's... It's not real. I mean, it's real, but it's not. She like taps uh, Corton's chest, and she's like, "It's not real in the good way." Uh, I think you'd be surprised if, you, like, what? Ooh, what's the God King's secret weakness? It's like knife. Oh, really? He's just—he's just a guy, and don't let his looks fool you. He's—he's he's old. He's—he's isn't what he used to be. Oh, I never would have guessed. 
uh, Vindros, you just fought him and you absolutely took his ass apart. That is a good point. I did just fight him and I did kind of kick his ass. Oh yeah, um, caught on. I kicked the Gold King's ass. Oh yeah, he's, he's... You what? Oh my god, I'm so proud of you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he rocked up and he was spouting some bullshit about how, like, oh, oh, oh you're doing magic, la-di-da, oh, oh, are, you, are your people good enough to do that? And I just fucking melted him. <laughs> oh, I wish I could have seen that. He did not lay a finger on me, and I hit him every time I tried to hit him, and he just sort of crumpled. <laughs> I assumed that was just because, like, ah, uh, long-distance salt puppet, but... It, Apparently, maybe, maybe he's just a weak, he's just a man. weak son of a bitch. Just he's just a man who sucks. <laughs> Denise says, you know, the the whole even calling him a conduit thing is like, I, I always used to argue with him about this. It's like the people who stack the world like this, they're the conduits. The thing you are is not even that. It's, we need a new name for it. It doesn't even work the same way. But he's like, you know, conduit has this like cultural understanding. People are still scared of it. We have to keep calling it that. I would call it something else. What would you call it? Oh, probably something with my name. Just like Denise's, you know. If you were a DM of a podcast, what would you call it? <laughs> Yeah, if you were trying to define some things for me that I would make some very important decisions based on, how would you define that? Clear. Yeah, what up, Bog? Uh, so, Belle Wolfram takes Amy's body. Yeah, that's no bueno. I gotta go after her. Um, and I think she casts, like, Dispel Magic on your, like, your blink stranding you in the gray. Hey, dog, what's up with that? I go after her. I know that's not normally how it works, but that's that's essentially what has happened here. Um, you and Amy, who Amy can like barely stand. Do you leave her? She'll be fine. We're scared to go away. Okay. Uh, clear, oh, my God. Clear. You begin chasing after uh, Belle Wolfram, who is making her way across the metal. Um, and you, I mean, you can reach out and touch her. Your hand will just go through her because you're on different planes. Uh, what do you do? To get, to get, I gotta, I gotta figure this out. I gotta suss this out. I want to try an Arcana check. Absolutely. Uh, sixteen. Uh, sixteen is very good. Um, I will say that you understand, especially because of the ghosts that you just fought, that the difference between you and the uh, the difference between where you are and where she is is life and death. So obviously, if you killed her, she would go to where you are. The question is, is or how would you get over to her? I gotta unkill myself oh yeah huh how do i unkill myself is that a medicine check (laughs) (laughs) i mean Uh, do you have any healing spells so i know i need to so like if i die you go to the gray and i need to do basically kind of like the inverse that's what you yeah that's what you think how positive am I on that? I would say if you weren't, if you weren't, <laughs> you would be much more uh, hesitant if you hadn't uh, undergone such rigorous training. I think you were at a place mentally where you are in like fuck it mode. All right. Well, I will uh, walk over to where Amy is. Uh, and I don't know if it's going to work, but I'm going to YOLO it. I'm going to take my dagger and stab myself in the heart. <laughs> I don't know. 
don't know. I gotta do the inverse. I gotta unlike. Well, that's a great ending. Uh, so, Claire, walk me through this. Uh, I'm gonna be like, all right, well, she's there. I need to be there because that's how we get down to the next level. <laughs> so she's gonna be like, this is such a fucking annoying. Like, she is constantly beleaguered and annoyed with how much of an extra strain her sister is placing on her at every step of the way. (laughs) But she needs to get down that next level. So she's going to walk over and she's just going to say, I really hope this works. And so you put, you summon the ice sword on your dagger and then you put the clear blade through your heart. Yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to like, have like a like a foot on Amy's shoulder and just be like um hopefully if this works we both go back but if not good luck (laughs) (gasps) and you ram the blade into your own chest you collapse on the ground bleed gushing blood as you die okay cool um and as the the blood leaves your body and the oxygen ceases reaching your brain. Um, you begin suffering brain damage, which is what happens when you die. Uh, most notably your short term memory, which is badly damaged up front. You forget exactly how you got here. Exactly. The, the, the inciting incident, the factors that would allow you to recreate this. Um, this is very common. In fact, in fact, this is a necessary process, the loss of these memories for what is happening. So you have become so determined, you have created a powerful connection with determination itself, the platonic form. And so as your spirit tries to separate from your body, um, it is forced back in by this raw determination Denise said that conduit wasn't accurate a term for what is happening, for those, the, the powers that people have in this world. Uh, the term I've been using internally is martyr. Oh. Oh. Hmm. Uh, the concept of the dying and rising God is a very common religious motif. Jesus Christ, probably the most famous. Osiris is another uh, common in, in Egyptian mythology. <laughs> he died and came yeah. back. It, it's a whole thing. Um, they cut his. It, yeah. Isis has sex with his disembodied dick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, That's how we get Horus. Zoroastrianism also features this. Um, it's a very common uh, way to consecrate divinity. And so to become a martyr, one must believe in something so much. That it kills you. Duke Pendergrass was close. He understood that you had to devote yourself to something. Uh, but he, he was short-sighted. What happened to him was he was so devoted to compromise that he would uh, join negotiations for very fraught treaties for terrible conflicts and bloody wars and try to negotiate some kind of armistice, uh, which unfortunately, in the moment led to uh, someone who didn't like one of his compromises poisoning him to death. Ah. Uh, but when he died and his spirit tried to leave his body, uh, the, f- the force of his connection with compromise itself 
forced his spirit back into his body. Uh, the moths, uh, staying up all night, uh, uh, studying, cramming for medical school, uh, taking experimental ke- chemicals, basically ye old Red Bulls, uh, to stay up studying all night, uh, gave themselves heart attacks. Um, oh, I know that. You don't know what happened to God King Wolfram. Mm. But clear, you are so fucking determined <laughs> to get to the bottom of the world and to kill your father that your spirit is forced back into your body uh, with only the, the minor brain damage of your recent memories keeping you from telling everybody how this happened uh, so they can recreate it. Mm. You have become the martyr of determination. Dope. Um, now, can I blink back out? Well, Chris, you have gained seven levels. <laughs> so you tell me what the fuck you do. Uh, so <laughs> no, I mean that's the end. Well, no, hold on. I I, I kind of have an idea for maybe something to okay to do. Yeah, yeah. I want to blink out and it spell in Amy's body, like going towards the hole. And I have short-term memory loss, so I want Clear to just be like, oh, cool, Amy, you found the door down. Oh, fuck. <gasps> oh, my God, no. Oh, <laughs> oh, mm. oh no. Wah, wah, wah. Oh, man, I was like, a cool boss fight to get her body back to save your sister. <laughs> and you're like, actually, tragedy as she is left behind. Well, you said short-term memory loss. That's just just so everybody can't commit suicide to get powers. (laughs) You're at level 13, you asshole.